0: Hello, everyone, and thank you very much for tuning into the Sheila Zielinski Show. Well, listen, we're, of course, coming up over the holidays here. I'm going to be playing some rebroadcasts that I think are amazing. In fact, I'm going to be playing the top five viewer choice shows over the holidays. These are five of my favorite. And I'm going to be playing them sequentially. They're 30-minute shows. This is in the last 36 months we took our analytics and so coming in at number four is a show i did with alex newman we called it deep state beast tech microchips vaccines dna digital id and occult magic take a listen i hope you're blessed by it enjoy alex newman welcome back to the program my friend it's so great to have you back on
1: thank you so much for having me sheila it's great to be with you
0: First of all, you cover a lot in this book, so kudos. Fantastic book. What really motivated you, Alex, to explore this concept, The Deep State?
1: Well, thank you, Sheila. And the idea for this whole exploration of the deep state, I got a call from uh, a friend up in upstate New York. And every time he's ever had me there to give a speech, he always pulls in amazing crowds, great people. And, and it's kind of in hostile territory. And New York is one of our furthest to the left states. And, uh, so I said, OK, I'll come. What do you want me to talk about? He said the deep state. And I thought, hmm, that's perfect, considering the times that we're in. This was in 2017, the end of 2017. The term was just kind of starting to get it popularized with all the opposition that Trump was facing from the entrenched bureaucracy and the intelligence agencies, even the military industrial complex. I thought, hey, this will be a perfect opportunity to explore not just the deep state within the federal government, within the intelligence community, within the bureaucracy that everybody else is talking about, but to really go a little bit deeper. And I came up with this concept of the deep state behind the deep state, you know, who's pulling the strings of the deep state that everyone's talking about on Fox News and all the rest of it. That was the genesis of the book. And I had done a previous talk called War on America before the deep state term was in, in popular use. But I went over sort of what was happening to America, how all these different scams and, and lies were all ultimately related. You know, you focus on a lot of them, Sheila, the green agenda, the global warming scam. Then there's the uh, the trade agreements and the illegal wars and the open borders and the indoctrination in the public schools. So kind of all these things that seem like separate issues, they're all connected. And then finally you add on top of all that, the spiritual element of it. Because, you know, the Bible speaks very clearly about what we today describe as the deep state. In Psalm 2, 2, for example, God tells us that the kings of the earth are conspiring against the Lord and against his anointed. The Bible talks about the spiritual war that we're in and, and these powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness and the forces of darkness, the rulers of the darkness of this world. There are very powerful forces conspiring against the Lord and against his anointed to bring about exactly what God told us they were doing, right? They're trying to bring about a global satanic system, a diabolical system where everything that God has revealed to us is turned upside down. And and, and it's so obvious at this point, you know, the, the war on private property rights, the war on the family, the war on the nation state, right? All these things that God has created. God's the one who said, thou shalt not steal. Uh, God's, the one who said thou shalt not murder. God's the one who said he created the nations and divided the people up into nations. And so what we see now is this globalist establishment, very much including the Soroses, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, and all the rest of it, waging war on each of those things. It's it's not a new battle. It's just come much more out into the open now. I think they feel like they've indoctrinated a significantly large enough portion of the public to be able to get away with this stuff. And so we're seeing it all come out of the closet now. But the, the real point is this is all related. Uh, it, it shouldn't be a surprise to Christians or people who've been paying close attention to what's happening in the world. Uh, and God has given us clear instructions about what we ought to do with that. And one of the ones that really speaks to me is Ephesians 5.11. God says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them or expose them. And so that's what I'm doing in this book. We're reproving and exposing. And that's what I do in my journalistic work. That's really what you do with your wonderful show, Sheila. And, and I think that's something that Christians all over the world should be thinking about. And now everybody has different gifts. Everybody has different talents. And maybe your area of expertise is not journalism or speaking or doing radio programs. Maybe you have other things you could do. But for those of us who, who do communicate with the public, you know, one of the things we should be doing is reprove and exposing. So that's one of the things I tried to do in the book as well, is show that, hey, God already told us all this was coming. He already told us what we should be doing about it. The second part of the book deals with the deep state strategy. So in the first part of the book, the first section, I talk about who is the deep state, who are these people, and what are the forces behind them. So we go to the Bible with that. In the second part of the book, we talk about how they operate. And each of those subjects that you just mentioned makes up a full chapter in the book. Actually, just about when we were going to go to press, We realized, oh, my goodness, this would really be incomplete at this point in time if we didn't have a chapter on coronavirus and what the elites are doing there and if we didn't have a chapter on the riots and how that's being used by the deep state, by the powers and principalities and spiritual uh, wickedness in high places. So we did add those in there. The coronavirus, I think, at this point, is really becoming self-evident. They are using that as a pretext to burn down our societies, burn down the middle class, destroy small business, uh, get everybody dependent on government, get us to uh, give up our liberties, our our freedoms, our privacy rights. Now they're installing spyware on our cell phones, right, our smartphones. They are coming up with this contact tracing. They they are talking about mandating vaccines and coming into our homes and removing people from our homes, including children, if somebody might have been exposed to coronavirus. I mean, it, it's it's just so out there. It's so Orwellian. And the, the thing that's shocking to me is how many people bought into it. You know, even with with the face mask. I, I you know people say they don't believe the media. The last poll I saw something like six percent of Americans say they really trust the media, but then you go to the grocery store and half the people are wearing a diaper on their face. Like what? Uh, first of all, they've laid out this plan a long time ago, and, and you know this, Sheila, I know you've talked about it, the Rockefeller Foundation report from 2010 with the lockstep scenario, where they talked about how China was going to do such a great job fighting with the pandemic because they have tyranny, whereas uh, Western countries with these ideas of individual liberty and the rule of law and individual rights that they were going to suffer as a result, that people all over the world would demand top-down authoritarian control, that we would move into a global biometric ID system. This was 10 years before. Before coronavirus. We had uh, Event 201 in 2019 in October, sponsored by the World Economic Forum, sponsored by the Bloomberg School of Public Health at Johns Hopkins, and sponsored by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So they've been very, very transparent about their agenda. During these uh, war games, they talked about censoring social media. They talked about flooding the zone with propaganda to convince us to comply. So the coronavirus is, I, I think, one of the critical ones. They're now using it to bring in their cashless society, which is a big part of this move. Right. And Revelation 13 speaks very clearly to this. There's going to be a time when this global system will be able to prevent people from buying or selling without having some sort of mark. And, and, you know, I don't claim to know what the mark is. I have some ideas, some hypotheses about what it might be. But, you know, 2000 years ago when that was written, that must have just sounded really silly. You know, a global regime is going to be able to stop everybody from buying and selling it just i mean it just sounds crazy when you know people still get around using horses and carts and you know you don't know what's on the other side of your your village much less what's going on on the other side of the world and yet here we are we have the global elites the united nations the world economic forum the international monetary fund all talking about and promoting this move toward a cashless society at the same time they're promoting a global currency to deal with the economic fallout that we've seen from coronavirus. So all of these kind of fit in very neatly with this picture of how the deep state operates. The riots is another good example. You have people like George Soros and the Rockefellers funding Black Lives Matter, funding the Sunrise Movement, funding Antifa offshoots, where they're literally burning down our cities and and stirring up chaos and rebellion and total crisis everywhere. Again, the purpose is very clear, to burn down our society. The second part of the book I think is really important because it brings all these strands together. Those just are the most recent, obviously. Uh, we have a whole chapter in there on China. I really don't think you can understand the deep state's push for a new world order unless you understand that China is such a key part of all this. I mean, the, the deep state, people like the Rockefellers were instrumental in handing China over to the communists and then in helping to build up communist China into the major global threat that it's become today. Uh, into the massive persecutor of Christians that it has become today. So all this is related, Sheila. And I hope as people read the book, pieces of the puzzle start falling into place and they say, oh, and this is part of that agenda and this and that. And, you know, at that point, then we don't become as susceptible to this kind
0: of manipulation. Yeah, that's really important. And one of the things I, of course, you know, I've written several books, the one I released this year called Technogeddon, The Coming Human Extinction, really lays out the ominous technological matrix of darkness engulfing our planet, including transhumanism, robotics, AI, genetic engineering, that could soon cast us into spurious enslavement, and even death, because we're being systematically misled and brainwashed, Alex, to embrace a plethora of terrifying technological ideas These are malevolent advancements that are modifying us in really frightening ways. And that even ties into where we're at with this vaccine agenda that I think by now pretty much everyone knows is not benevolent.
1: Yes, it really is. And I think it's a a crucial piece of this. I mean, the vaccine agenda at this point has become so clearly evil. Uh, I'm sure you know, most of the people watching and hearing this have probably seen that video where uh, somebody is making a presentation. I believe it's at the Department of Defense. And several people falsely said that uh, I think it was Bill Gates who was giving that presentation. And so the fake fact checkers said, oh, it's just a hoax. Right, said, well, of course, right. it wasn't a hoax. It was real. And they talked about using a vaccine that would kind of neutralize the portion of somebody's brain that they believe is responsible for religious extremism. And it, you know, they were talking about it in the context of Islamic fundamentalists in the Middle East. But think about the implications of this. You know, you look at some of the technology they're developing and they almost like rub it in our faces. You know, this, for example, the the use of luciferin and luciferase in these experiments being funded by Bill Gates, the use of this quantum dot tattoo that Bill Gates is funding the research for at the uh, Massachusetts Institute of Technology. We're all going to get a tattoo when we get our vaccines. Then you look at the other stuff Bill Gates is involved in, right? He's got a partnership with UNESCO, the UN's education agency, where they're promoting global standards and global curriculum. Then you see that the world core curriculum being peddled by the UN, according to the guy who wrote it, Assistant Secretary General of the UN, Robert Mueller, is based on the teachings of Alice Bailey, the founder of the Lucifer Publishing Company. You see this new patent that Microsoft has filed. In fact, when I first heard about this, I didn't even believe it. It just was too crazy. Patent number 2020 Six with the UN to implant a piece of technology into your body that will keep track of your cryptocurrency allotments. No way that they're doing that out in the open. Sure enough, I went over to the World Intellectual Property Organization's website, and there was the patent application. So this is all becoming very clear. Uh, Bill Gates has this obsession now with rewriting people's DNA. You know, DNA really is the computer program that God wrote to create a unique individual. It's not something that that people ought to be messing with, in my opinion. And yet Bill Gates has now got this obsession, this zealotry with changing people's DNA. Uh, Speaking of the deep state, he wrote an article in one of the deep state's flagship publications here in the United States. It's called Foreign Affairs. It's the uh, flagship magazine of the Council on Foreign Relations. It's one of the, the key deep state organizations in the United States. This appeared in 2018, and it's about editing people's genes, their genetic code. And what happens once you, it's this new technology called CRISPR that, that goes in and kind of cuts a person's DNA and inserts new genetic material into there for the purpose of changing their genetic makeup. And these are changes that will be passed on to every future generation of that person's descendants, their children, their grandchildren, their great-grandchildren, like this company Moderna, where they're openly telling you this is going to be a new technology called RNA vaccination that quite literally messes with your genetic code. Something is really wrong with this. And I can't say that I understand all the science. I don't have a PhD in you know genetic makeup of human beings and vaccines and all the rest of it. But you just look at everything that's going on and it becomes so clear that something diabolical is going on here, Sheila. And when you just look at the history of the vaccinations that Bill Gates is promoting, it becomes so clear. Right? A couple years ago, I wrote an article in The New American Magazine about what was discovered in Kenya. The World Health Organization, funded by Bill Gates, was doing a so-called tetanus vaccine campaign. And for some weird reason that nobody really explained, they were only vaccinating girls and women of childbearing age. So from you know 15 up through about 14. 45 or 50 and the catholic doctors there got kind of suspicious they they obtained samples of this vaccine from the UN from all over the country and they sent them off to laboratories what they discovered was that these vaccines were laced with a hormone called hCG This is a hormone that a woman's body produces when they are pregnant. It's absolutely essential to be able to carry the pregnancy to term. And what was happening when these girls and these women were being vaccinated with these so-called tetanus vaccines is that their body was developing an immunological response to it that would attack this hormone as if it were a disease or an invader. And so their body would destroy this hormone. The baby would die. The baby would be aborted. And these women were left sterilized. So you had every single Catholic bishop in the entire nation of Kenya say, guys, this is a sterilization program. not a vaccination program. The Western media said not a peep. And, you know, this is just one of the recent examples, Sheila. There's so many of these. You you realize, you know, this is not a coincidence. There's something very, very fishy going on here. And, And I think we need to understand it in the context of what the Bible reveals. And so I think it's clear this is diabolical what we're seeing, Sheila. And I encourage everybody, I'm not a doctor, but I encourage everybody, do your research before agreeing to subject yourself to any kind of vaccine, any kind of injection any kind of chipping or tattooing or whatever for you or for your family, for your children. Uh, It is absolutely essential.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, Margaret Sanger would salivate at some of the stuff happening today. I mean, you know, you were talking about these bishops. The Pope's right-hand science advisor, Alex, has set on record that, I covered this in Green Gospel, in New York in a speech, he said, the carrying capacity of the earth should be between 500 million and, and 1 billion. I mean, That's getting rid of 6 billion people. Paul Ehrlich, the neo-Malthusian snake oil salesman that he was, wrote a book (laughs) with John Holdren, Obama's hand-picked science czar. They talk about things like forced sterilization, uh, sterilants in the drinking water. I mean, this stuff... You can't and even forced make abortions too, Forced abortion. And they
1: even say That that could be sustained Under the existing Constitution in the United States Which is simply ludicrous But I mean That's what people Need to understand These aren't just people With kind of You know Differences of Political opinions These are psychopaths Who want to strap Women down on tables Like they do in China And murder their babies And I mean We need to If, if we don't speak out About stuff like that It's disgraceful it, it brings shame on us And on our churches And on our families and, and on our God You know It doesn't surprise me At all Sheila These people Many of them learned from Saul Alinsky, right—the the community organizing guru who uh, basically laid the foundation for what Obama and Hillary and others would later do. And uh, we know who their father is. In fact, uh, thankfully, Saul Alinsky was pretty honest. He dedicated his book to Lucifer. <laughs> so, of course, uh, one of his key strategies was that ridicule is man's most powerful weapon. And so of course they ridicule people who speak the truth. Of course they would call you an Illuminati conspiracy theorist and a tinfoil hat wearer, because that's all they have. They can't talk about the facts. They can't talk about scripture. They can't talk about what's really going on. Many of them have been already handed over to a reprobate mind, so they mean they've been blinded by the God of this world, Satan. And so they're left just sounding ridiculous. And and all that they have left then is to just throw out nasty terms at people. And and what I think is really disgraceful too is that a lot of people People are worried about offending somebody with the truth. You know what? The truth is offensive. When you tell people the truth, truth on everything is offensive. When you tell people that the only way to heaven is through Jesus, that's offensive. Jesus offended lots of people. He said to the Pharisees, they were hypocrites. That They're a den of vipers, right? Uh, so, you know, the truth sometimes is offensive, but the truth is still important.
0: Well, the truth is important. And I think one of the biggest things that I worry about, Alex, and you covered this so good. And I, I want to spend a couple minutes and talk about this public education is really got to be our number one focus. Because you look at these young Greta Thunberg, you know, accolades, these little kids want to become these eco warriors. I mean, you've been at these UN climate, these COP meetings, these things are straight out of the pits of hell. That's why it's so important to educate our kids. And I want you also to touch on that, you United Nations sci-fi as well for kids.
1: Yeah, you're so right, Sheila. I've been going to these UN conferences for over a decade. I, You know, I wasn't the only one. We, we could feel the darkness, the evil. It was just everywhere. It was just oozing out of the conference. And oh my goodness, everywhere you looked, it was just in-your-face evil. From all the major stages, you had people talking about how there's too many people on the planet, and we need to reduce and We need population control. We need more abortions. I mean, just so in-your-face, they don't even bother to hide it anymore. Now, granted, they don't report most of this in the United States. In fact, they they barely even reported the conference at all. But it was so obvious what was going on there. It is just, as you've explained so many times, it's a false religion. It's, it's this kind of worship of Mother Earth, this crazy paganism that has its roots in the demonic. It's is a spiritual war. And this spiritual war, I think people need to understand, very much extends into the classroom. Christians especially need to really take this seriously. This has been probably my primary focus in my work over the last few years, at least, Sheila, is exposing what's going on in the public school system. It is evil. It is destroying our children. It is sexualizing our children. It's encouraging them to become new genders. It's encouraging them, as young as kindergarten and preschool, to start fornicating and engaging in sexual uh, sexual experimentation and trying new uh, sexual orientations and uh, gender identities and, you know, all, all this kind of stuff. And this is when they're just very, very young. It's also mentally handicapping them. One of the things that I've focused on a lot over the last five or six years is the fact that, in public schools all over America, I, I don't know this, that this is true all over Canada, but I do know that a lot of this stuff is in Canada. I've given uh, a few speeches up there where people have told me, oh, yeah, that stuff's in the public schools up here, too. Uh, they use a method to so-called teach reading that we've known. It was Proven to be quackery back in the 1840s when it was first tried in the public schools of Boston that had just been developed by a guy called Horace Mann. So they're deliberately turning these children into illiterates, and I think the reason is why the very first education act that was ever passed on this continent, Sheila, was called the Old Deluder Satan Act. Uh, This was passed by the very very Christian, (laughs) you know, Puritan uh, Pilgrims up in the Massachusetts Bay Colony in the 1640s before there even was a United States of America, and what they said was. one of the chief projects of that old deluder, Satan, is to deny men knowledge of the scriptures. And so we insist it is a law that everybody in this colony learn how to read so that they can read their Bible so that Satan cannot deceive them. And so it's only natural that hundreds of years later, we would be handicapping our children with quackery called the whole word method or the look say method or, you know, balanced literacy They they come up with all these new quack terms to conceal what they're doing. And uh, it's it's only natural that today we would see public schools handicapping children when it comes to reading. Uh, The government's own data shows that this is the case. You have some states now where the overwhelming majority of young people are functionally illiterate. You have parts of Washington, D.C. where two thirds of the adult population is functionally illiterate. And, And most Most of these people spent 12 years in a government school classroom. They can't even read their high school diploma. Explain that to me. Obviously, this is by design. Then you add, uh, you know, the pseudoscience that they teach the children, that they came from slime over billions of years and that there is no God and that this is science. Uh, They teach them that uh, the earth is is dying because of the gas that we exhale, right? Carbon dioxide. Uh, It's so ludicrous. And yet it's taught to our poor, impressionable young children as if it were fact. Then there's now all the occultism that's invading the classroom. Uh, I I mentioned earlier the U.N.'s World Core Curriculum. This is actually modeled on the teachings of Alice Bailey, the founder of the Lucifer Publishing Company, who openly said. She was receiving this information from what she called ascended masters. These demonic, you know, she called them spiritual entities. Uh, they had, had Javal Kool, the Tibetan ascended master who was apparently the uh, the chief of these spiritual entities. But I mean, any, any Christian who reads their Bible knows that these are doctrines of demons, right? I mean, how many times does God tell us not to talk to spirits and the dead and, and you know, things like that? There's the Holy Spirit and that's it. And, and otherwise you should not be summoning spirits of your dead ancestors. You should not be uh, summoning spirits of, of dead uh, civil rights leaders, or anything like that, and yet I have video of Black Lives Matter education programs where they're teaching teachers to have the children summon dead ancestors into the classroom. They're doing these chants about their ancestors are watching, and then they're supposed to, according to the teacher, uh, speak the ancestor spirits into the classroom. This is happening openly. Right in front of people's faces, the kids are doing yoga, right, which is Hinduism. Yeah. The kids are doing a mindfulness education, which is Buddhism. Uh, the kids are learning about the uh, the five uh, pillars of Islam, and they're reciting the Shahada. Everything is welcome, it seems, except the Bible. And Christianity and the Ten Commandments and the Lord's Prayer. So, you know, parents, you have got to take this seriously. They, they are quite literally destroying your children, uh, not just mentally, but morally and spiritually. It's a crime of epic proportions. And fortunately, we don't have to take it. We are free people. in In every state in this union, in America and and Canada, people are allowed to withdraw their children from the indoctrination centers masquerading as schools and either find a good Christian school or homeschool them yourself. That's what people should be doing. And uh, you know, I, I'm encouraged, Sheila. I just said uh, today, somebody sent me an article saying that the number of homeschool families in America has doubled. Since the start of the coronavirus pandemic, 10% of families now with school-age children are homeschooling, real homeschooling, not you know government school at home with a laptop that the government gave you, but real, true homeschooling. So tremendous things are happening. God is working. Yes. But I think probably the most important battle that we could be fighting right now outside of you know preaching the gospel to all nations is protecting our children from this evil, and that very much means protecting them from the government school system.
0: Well, that's right. And again, the indoctrination that's gone on with our children, you know, you look at what Hitler said, give me the child, I'll give you the man, the indoctrination, the propaganda, it is ubiquitous in these liberal schools, with all this ungodly theology, they're not allowed to take their Bible to school. But lots of schools now are quoting out of the Quran, not just these little kids are taught to be eco warriors for Mother Earth, but even the occult is being taught in schools. And frighteningly, 86% of young people polled in a recent survey 17 to 29 said they really like the idea of socialism on top of all this, this cornucopia should be very frightening to us.
1: It really is. And, uh, you know, I think very few people understand it better than you, Sheila, but you just hit the nail on the head. These people are all deeply involved in the occult. Uh, You look at Alice Bailey's book, though, I mean, the one you mentioned is just a perfect example that she openly says that this world government, this world federation based on a world brain uh, is going to involve a synthesis of Marxism and neo scholasticism. And then you have the pope saying we need a global educational authority so we can have a new educational system where the village will educate the children into what he described as a new humanism. You see the governments of the world coming together to push this forward. You see uh, one of the big uh, exposés that I recently did is on social emotional learning, which is all the rage. As far as I know, this is the first in-depth critical look at social emotional learning. It didn't take me long, Sheila, to figure out that this too came straight out of the occult. In fact, if you go to castle.org, which is the premier organization pushing social and emotional learning, castle.org, if you go to their history page, they say that the origin of all this came from a meeting that was held at the Fetzer Institute. And I didn't know what the Fetzer Institute was, so I quickly looked it up. You go to their webpage, and it's all about building a new spirituality for a new loving world order. And so I dig a little further. I find out that the guy who founded it, John Fetzer, was a disciple of Alice Bailey, and they were doing incantations and they were reciting her great invocation at this Fetzer Institute. So it's steeped in the occult, in every element this is now completely running up and down. Every element of our public school system in the United States and increasingly around the world is saturated in this stuff. And, uh, you know, if we lose our children, what else are we fighting for? You know, you've got a lot of people who are out there and they're fighting for important political issues. And and, and I love that. You know, we should be fighting for the unborn. We should be resisting the progress of evil. But if we lose our children while we're doing that, what are we doing it for? You know, the, the Bible says, if you don't take care of your own family. You're worse than an infidel. Yes. So what are you doing out there saving the world while you're handing your children over to the enemy to be indoctrinated with occultism? God is clear about education. God is clear about the role of pastors and the elders at the church. And, and if you're not doing your job, pff, you know I'm, I'm sorry, but you need to be doing something else. But I think the first thing that we need to do is get right with God. The Bible tells us when it talks about the spiritual war that we're involved in. If you go to Ephesians 6, 12 that I, I quoted earlier, about the powers and the principality, And the the spiritual wickedness and the rulers of darkness of this world. The Bible tells us what our weapon is. The weapon is the Bible. (laughs) It says it's the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Jesus used the Word of God as his weapon in this battle. We should be doing the same. And so I I say that first and foremost, you know, if, if you are not in the Word, if you're not praying regularly, if you're not asking God, for wisdom and for discernment in these times, if you're not, you know, lifting everything you have up to God. I mean, he gave it all to you in the first place. Who do you think you are to keep it from Him, right? That means your family and your home, your wealth, whatever God has blessed you with, all of it. You know, you've got to dedicate it to God. It's his to begin with. And so that's where we start. And then finally, I do encourage everybody to, to get informed. You know, our role as Christians should be to expose and reprove evil. That means we need to be up to speed on what's going on so first we need to know the bible and what the bible says then we need to see how does that apply to what's going on in the world hey these diabolical globalists are trying to build this diabolical new world order, we as Christians have a duty to reprove them and to expose them. So everybody should be getting educated. And then once you are well educated, once you're well grounded in the word, then you can be the one who other people look to, to provide information, to make sense in these times. People are scared right now, Sheila. They're, they're, They're fearful about their jobs. They're fearful about the election. They're fearful about their cities being lit on fire. People are terrified right now. And we as Christians should be the light. People should look at us and say, wow, why are they so calm? Why are they so composed? How can they be so happy and joyful while the whole world is falling apart? And so we need to be able to step in and explain why to them. So that's kind of a, a superficial overview of what I would suggest to people that they can do it, it you know, it goes deeper in the book. But th- thank you so much for the opportunity to speak on these things, Sheila. I really, really appreciate it.
0: Thanks for that, Alex. And all the information, folks, is linked. If you're watching this on YouTube, it is linked in the description. Alex, it's such a breath of fresh air to have someone like you out there exposing this evil because, boy, there's a lot to expose. And there's so few of us out here that are really sounding the alarm. So thank you. You for being one of those watchmen on the wall, Alex. Thank you for everything you do, and thank you for coming on today, sir.
1: Hey, thank you so much, Sheila. The feeling is mutual. God bless you, and looking forward to our next conversation.
0: Thanks, Alex. Folks, that was Alex Newman, LibertySentinel.org. All his information is linked in the description below. The book is The Deep State, and thank you so much for tuning into the program. We'll see you real soon. Good night, and God bless you.